0: The Harry Corrie Summer Sale is now on. With massive savings and fantastic ideas to transform your home for less, visit us in-store or online at harrycorrie.com. Harry Corrie, the curtain and bedding specialist. The Summer Sale is now on. Tell you how excited I am to have Al Murray, pub landlord, on the show. This is fantastic. Al, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So Edinburgh, you'll be coming up here at the end of the month, as I understand. It's the uh, 22nd to the 29th of August. Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know about I don't know about you, but there was there was a, a time last year, I think start the start of last year, where I thought none of this would ever happen again. To where I thought we were. I thought we were, you know, comedy stand-up. The whole thing was going out to the Knackers yard, never to return. And we were, I'd had a good, and I was saying to myself, well, you've had a good ride. You've had a lot of fun. You've you have been all over the world. You've made lots of friends. You've, you know, but you're going to have to, you have to accept it's over. So that the fact that the the fringe is, A, that the fringe is happening and B, that I'm going, it's just absolutely fantastic. It's it's sort of, um, I think about this fairly often. I think Edinburgh is the city I've lived in the second longest after London because I must have done, I don't know. I'd have done ten fringes, late eighties, early nineties, and then and then I've done another another ten since. So I've I don't know. I've lived. I must have lived in the city at least twenty months. So you know, <laughs> so or something. So, you know.
0: Yeah. So so you're an adopted <laughs> Scot and it's a pub landlord as well, which is going to be great news for people. But the point you were making there about thinking it would never ever return. Yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us really worried about that in, in the, in yeah. the sort of darkest moments of lockdown. Yeah, Comedy was probably the last thing to come back. The arts were, were I'm the last to come back. There was a big yep. debate about how unfairly they were being treated. And yep. yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of comedians, and a lot of comedians thought, well, th- that's that's my kind of you know, time as a, as a live stand-up. We're going to have to do something else. A lot of people were branching out, doing other things, trying to do online content and so on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it first started, I was about to go back out on the road and, um, and like give the, I'd been touring in 2019 and we were giving that show like one last squeeze of the lemon. And then it, and then it, it became clear that that wasn't going to happen. And I remember at the time thinking, well, first of all, I I tore a lot. So I was thinking it'd be quite nice not to have to go get in the car and go out the motorway. But then the other part of me was thinking, well, this is okay. You know, I'm, I'm 50. I was 52 at the time. I'm, I'm, um, I don't need. I'm not young. I don't need. I'm not desperate for the laughs anymore. I've proved I can do it. I'm happy. I'm settled. And I sort of told myself for that for three or four months that I didn't need the. I didn't need it. You know what I mean. And then, um, and then, uh, um, Math Brown organised. He organised some gigs in in Southwest London, and he asked me down to one, like in Pub Gardens. And I went down to one and did half an hour. And I was high as a kite for the rest of the weekend, just off the off the laughs. And you think to yourself, well, actually, I do. I do need to do this. Yeah. I this is something that, um, unfortunately, I am a, like, emotional wreck without um, the approval of strangers or whatever, <laughs> however you want to look at it, you know. But
0: you were keeping very busy in 2019, and I, yeah. I have um, some personal experience of that because I saw you playing in one of your bands, the Fat Cops in Glasgow, the <laughs> Admiral Bar. Yeah. I, I don't imagine that many people know about you, this other side to Al Murray, that you're a fantastic drummer.
1: Oh well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. I, I, yeah, the Fat Cops is the, the Fat Cops is the sort of um, it's. I mean, in weird, in a strange way, it's like the, it's sort of part of the fruit of being no ending up knowing lots of people in Scotland and being friends with lots of people in Scotland. And, and so, it's Ewan McComb, uh is how I uh, and Chris Dearing is how I got into the band because they were playing. Ewan was playing in another band, I think, with Ian Rankin, and we were in town. We were touring and dropped in on them recording in Glasgow, and I had a little go on the drum kit. And Ewan said, "Oh, and we wish to do something together as well." So, so it it grew, and you know, it's got all this, you know, uh, Rob, Bobby Bobby Bluebell is in the band, which is an incredible thing, yeah. like it, which connects us to this sort of this sort of you know post punk time in Glasgow and all that sort of stuff. It's a it's a it's such a I mean it's a mad project. It doesn't make any sense to be in a band that's basically that's kind of based in Glasgow but also based in Edinburgh. And the sing- singers from Sterling. It. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really add up.
0: No. But who cares? It's a laugh. And, and, and I, I know Ewan and Chris very well. I worked with both of them um, for many years. I shared a flat with Ewan in Edinburgh. Right. Uh, yeah, we went to college together. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, I remember remember him when he was a stick insect with jet black hair. And <laughs> uh, so I, it was. It was wonderful. What? How, how does that, How? Do, how do you kind of compare the two though? Being front center with a microphone, telling the jokes. To be sitting at the back. No one, no one a well, drummer.
1: Well, I always, I, the, the thing is, is I wanted to be a drummer. That was the sort of, when I was a kid, that was the kind of, that's, that's what I want to do. That's the sort of performing I want to do. But on the other hand, I didn't, I didn't put the work in. So I knew I wasn't up to it. When, when, when it came to making grown up decisions about what I was going to do in my life, I knew I wasn't a good enough drummer. So I just like doing it and it's, and it's fun. And, and I've played in lots of bands over the over the years, and comedy bands as well, and, and bits and pieces. But this has been the first band where I've been... This is different, because it would have been the first band where I've been one of the songwriters. So I've written music for the... Two or three of the, you know, co-written, but written on the on on the record that we made, and that's that's for me, that's a, that's a completely brand new thing to think. So that's what's brilliant about the Fat cops is even after all this time of doing, you know, I've been doing stand up a long time and doing bits of telly a long time. I've written books. I've been doing history stuff. Even after all this time, something new got thrown up by this band coming along and something that I find incredibly satisfying and incredibly and also really, really interesting because it's sort of songwriting is as dark an art as writing jokes. You just, some people can do it. Some people can't do it. Who knows how they do it? You know, Uh, it's an extraordinary thing.
0: You find yourself in a studio with a man who wrote Young at Heart. And you're, yeah, you're, exactly. you're you're exchanging kind of uh, thoughts and on a on and on a song and lyrics exactly. And,
1: and if he says, "Well, I'm not sure about that bit," you may you, you you maybe need to listen. Also, this is you know, it's the six people in this band. Everyone's very strong-willed, and um, so that's quite interesting.
0: <laughs> well, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I, I spoke to Chris a week or so ago, and I said I'm yeah. going to have to mention the Fat Cops, and I'm chatting to Al Murray. Give, give the band a plug, and hopefully, people will get a chance to see you again soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, with any luck, yeah, we'll we'll be out again at some point. I mean, we were recording just before the pandemic. Pandemic. the last load set of stuff we made was fortnight before. And I remember Neil, who's a doctor, you know, we're all giving each other middle-aged man hugs to say goodbye. And he's going, no, I'm not, you know, get off me. You're not touching me. And we're like, what's your problem? He's like, no, this is the big one. You're going to know about it.
0: Yeah, I, I was yeah. I just, as a wee aside, I, I, uh, I've i got a, a few sort of medic mates and we were on our way to the football roundabout. I think it was the last game, the last weekend before the pandemic struck. And one of my pals had been in some kind of emergency meeting. Yep. And, he's, and he said to us as we were uh, getting back on the train after the match, he said, well, we ain't going to be doing this again for a long time. And we're yeah. like, yeah, 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 nonsense. And well, there it was. Yeah. So it yeah. seems a lifetime ago. It does. But Pub Landlord is back with Gig for Victory. It's, I mean, what is Pub Landlord possibly going to find to talk about at the moment? Because nothing's really happening in the world. It's all fairly, <laughs> kind, of, it's all fairly kind of quiet. Uh, Politically, well, you know, I don't know.
1: Uh, it, it's hard to pin down, isn't it? No, I mean, what uh, the thing I found about that, because uh, I did I did quite a lot of online stuff eventually, once once the sort of, certainly the second year of the pandemic, I did look uh, a lot of stuff the thing i have found that's really really interesting about coming back to doing stand-up is i've never there's never been a subject right that i've had to write about or talk about in the whole time i've been doing comedy where everyone knows what you're talking about and and what's also really fascinating about the pandemic is they can have their own view of it they can be interested or not interested in it but it still happened to them it's not like a subject like brexit which you know a lot of comics were talking about three years ago so of course it's now since kind of been phased out by events. Because the thing with Brexit is people had their point of view on it or they weren't interested in it. or they never had been. They were bored of it. You know, and even the odd freakish person who'd never heard of it. Whereas this, we were all locked in our homes. Everyone knows exactly what happened. (laughs) It's the most weird thing to have something where you can, if you come on and you say booster, everyone knows what you mean. Whereas if you came on, you said Oh, I don't know about the single market. You know, no, <laughs> not everyone. Not everyone knows. And certainly, not a lot of people aren't interested. So, it, so it, it's it's this very strange texture, the change in texture of of like what the subject matter is like. Obviously, that then presents a problem. Of you want to make sure you're being original with it, and you want to make sure you're you're not just saying the same things as everyone else. But there is this feat that this this, and it'll wear off, and it'll wear, I know it's going to wear off quickly. But at the moment, there seems to be this thing where you you know you you know that they know what you're talking about. You haven't got to explain yourself. It's quite extraordinary.
0: There was there was a fringe last year, but it was a you know a fringe light. Um, yeah. I don't think, were you up in Edinburgh last year? Right? For, for, no, I wasn't. No, yeah. no, I couldn't. I couldn't make it. And um and I because the thing is is
1: because I really I I was filming and we uh, and in fact weirdly we were filming in Scotland around that time, but I couldn't get into town and couldn't show up, and it was incredibly frustrating because I just wanted to see it. I wanted to see what on earth was happening because it was reduced
0: capacities, yeah. wasn't it, and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, but th- but this year is going to be—it's just going to be, you know, fringe on stilts. I mean, the whole thing is going to be absolutely crazy. And they'll, they'll also—I yeah. I imagine there'll be one or two new acts that have maybe emerged or or, or have you know have, have appeared in the last two or three years. I'll be doing it for the first time. It'll be like firing a starting pistol, and all these people having this, having the same, having lived through the same thing. Yeah, everyone's yeah. going to want to talk about you know. The, the yeah. this new normal and and, and yeah. COVID and we've yeah. got Boris and Ukraine war and all that you know so yeah. it's going to be um, I suppose it will t- be quite tricky for some people to just stand out from the rest I suppose
1: well maybe but then it, I mean it always, it always has been so I mean I've been the last sort of ten years I've been going I'm going I'll be completely honest to have fun because I love it and the difference in going when it was in the nineties and everything really mattered and, and you know, you're, you're thinking tonight's the night and what if, you know, th- this year I'm going to, this year we're going to break out and all this sort of thing. I'm not going to think like that anymore. And that the removal of that sort of pressure that the, very often other people put you under when you come to the festival, it's, it's really good to not have any of that, but I don't know. I mean, the, I the, you know, cause the people I was worried about when the pandemic started was all the people who got, who missed out, who were ready to go to the fringe in 2020 and they missed their year. And then me. the, Well, there you go. You see, right? And I can't imagine how frustrating that was. Exactly, because the thing is, is very often you know. And the other thing is, it's all right for the likes of me as well. You know, I've made my money, and I'm not being buffeted by those same winds. And like, so the people who, the people who didn't get to Edinburgh last year, the year before and last year, who couldn't do it in the traditional way. You know, I, I really felt for them because I know what it's like when you need to go, and you've yeah. got to go, and you want to do it, and you want to, you want to get out there, and you want to get in front of audiences, and you want to, you want to tell your jokes,
0: and you can't. It's like, a, it's murder. I watched uh, an interview with you uh, just um, the other day when you were talking about how the pub landlord character evolved. Yeah, I think you said it maybe took four Edinburgh's for, um, you know, and then I think it was the fourth time, the fourth Publand Landlord show was 1999. That's when you won the Perry Award. Yeah. And I think, I think what you said was that you decided at that point, the secret was keep it simple and keep it kind of stripped back. Can you explain a little bit about how that how the, how the character evolved? Well, well the, character, just-
1: the character the character came out of doing a, a show with Harry Hill in Edinburgh in '94. The show was called Pub International. I played in a band at the end of it, played the drums in a band at the end of it. The show was called the band was called Pub Band. It was all very sort of daft, and we didn't have a linking thing for the show. And because we were in the Pleasance Cabaret Bar on the opening night, I said to Harry, "Well, why don't we say that the barman is offered to fill in because the compère hasn't turned up?" And he's like, "Yeah, whatever." So we do. I do that, and it like works on the first night. I mean, mainly out of sort of sheer panic and. Nerve or whatever, but then I get right in the act, and I was uh, the the sort of crew I was hanging around with at the time. We're all very, you you know, I lived with Stuart Lee at the time, they were all very smart people. And I used to do these sort of um, in the second full stand up hour I did at the pub, I did this very involved sort of shaggy dog story that basically took 20 minutes to deliver all its things with a punchline at the end. And you know, and I remember when I first wrote that, thinking, God, this is this is where the action is, but actually. I knew what I was doing there was was, eventually I realised I was putting the cart before the horse. I was trying to show people that I was smart and that I could, I could perform sort of, I could spin plates and perform wonders rather than getting on with getting to the essence of the character and make it, uh, which is the funniest point is where the essence of the character is trying to get to that sooner. So determined to wear my brains on my sleeves. And I remember the, the first, the second two shows, the second and the third show very much had this kind of overarching thing where I land this point 20 minutes ago that you've forgotten about and and you'll go and you'll all go whoa like that and after that third show I remember thinking why am I making things so difficult for myself and for the audience like I'm making it they're making this creating an obstacle course where what this ought to be is like so they're you know, setting an exam, almost. You know. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well done. You've been paying attention. Good, yeah. You know, good for you. And uh, to kind of remove that, um, and and my basically my desperation to to sort prove I was clever and prove I'd really thought about the stand up, rather than let all that fall away, make all that fall away, and then you end up with what the what the where the funny really lies. And um, that fourth year was me going. Actually, you know what? Um, just strip it back. Keep it simple. Keep it. Go, go for the, what's the point here? Go for that rather than go, go, go round the houses to deliver it. And that was a, that was a real revelation. And that, and that came about, that came about basically because, because the third show, which is sort of all this convoluted stuff, I found very, 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 very difficult to write. And yeah. you're thinking, what, what am I making my life a misery? Here? very, you know?
0: str- very stressful as well, I would imagine. A month yeah. of, of, you know, on the, on the bounce and performing yeah. that and getting absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, when yeah, exactly. You, simpl- yeah. When you simplified things? Did you find that you kind of maybe brought the audience into it a little bit more and kind of? Well, off no, that's people? exactly, the, and that's
1: then exactly what happened is that yeah. they were they were there for them, brought into it more because they weren't having to hang on by their fingernails for some of it. They weren't thinking, "Where the fuck's this going?" You know, or, 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 what, what's the what is the point here? But when we when are I mean, sometimes you, I'd be in the middle of one of these stories and, you, and I'd think to myself, "They're thinking, when are they going to?" Could you just? Deliver the punchline when are you <laughs> let us out of this maze, and uh, and and I, and and the thing is, is, I'm sure people who saw it at the time didn't realise that's what I was trying to do or that's what I was doing. But I do remember the the odd gig where you'd think, no, nah, you know, the, this isn't the this isn't the essence of what I'm trying to do here, and I'm confusing the issue mm-hmm. by trying to be clever. You yeah. know,
0: the the character himself has, you know, he's obviously evolved. He's he's gone from. The guy that nobody knew and kind of yeah. know, buttonholing people yeah. and point finger pointing, he now knows that everyone knows who he is, and yeah. everyone wants yeah. to. So, so uh, how, does, how does that how does that make things different when you're writing the, the the content? Well, well, what that means is, you know, I mean, I think uh, in this year's tour copy, he calls himself the
1: people's man of the people. It's that because we we do have this, you know, and it, it's in our political culture uh, quite majorly now. Politicians didn't used to do man of the people quite so self-consciously. It used to be reassuring if a prime minister or someone didn't know who the Eagles were or whatever, you know, who had never heard of dire straits. You know what I mean? And now they're, now they're absolutely desperate to, to be like us rather than, you know, sort of detached from us and making difficult decisions because they're not like you and me. You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
0: completely, completely. I think it's sounds a wee bit unfair when politicians <laughs> are slacked off on social media for not knowing something like that, you know, because well, that's I, not their job.
1: Well, like, it's not their job, and I don't know. You know, I don't know parliamentary process. So, you know, like you very nearly did. You very nearly did. Well, or, near near well near I know. Well, they're, 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 yeah, there's, a, <laughs> there's a sidebar, but 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 I've, I had to put that in, and the, and the time I put that put that added that into the characters, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, when I'd done a big TV show, and we were doing arenas. And you think you can't come on stage and pretend that you're not? He can't come on stage and not act famous. He can't come on stage and say, yes, finally, I'm here, the person you're waiting for. It has to go to his head. It, it has to, because it would, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can't, because can't, it's no longer the barman's offered to fill in. It's the pub landlord off the telly, you know, who he thinks he is. And it's all like, list, list, I've got your solutions. I've got the solutions you need. Listen to the governor. Everything will be all right. And that make, and that fits his attitude anyway but it was the thing i had to put in and, and that sort of that stayed in as very much part of the mix that is you know and and it means he can be falsely modest which is always funny and uh, uh and all that uh, and you know there but for the grace of god go i you know all that the way of uh, you know finally someone's done the thinking for you all that sort of um all that sort of patronizing thing as well it's all part of the it fits him perfectly but it had to go in that was the big change in the in the sort of in the last sort of i think of that after all that stuff, I think that's, that's the most recent phase of the character. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, there was a period where no one knew he was, and you'd have, every time I'd go on, I'd had to ex- sort of have to, one way or another, explain what was
0: happening, you know. If you could go back in time and speak to the pub landlord in 1994, <laughs> and do and, and you think he'd be surprised at how Britain's turned out politically? You know, like, all the Brexit voters probably obviously love the pub <laughs> landlord. Well, he, well, you he know he what? Think, oh God, why Did you listen to me?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is I mean, it, you know, it's the thing. Um, uh, Peter Cook says about you know sat- the satire in the Weim- Weimar Republic, famously st- stopping the Nazis in their tracks. You know, yeah. You, 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 in the end, you in the end, all you can ever hope for is your, your piece of entertainment and, and all that. I kind of feel that's a noble enough ambition, but but yeah, I mean, I did go through a phase in the early two thousands where I'd have people going this this attitude you're doing, this guy, it's, it's out of date what you're doing. Like no one, no one thinks like this anymore. And I remember thinking, oh yes, they, oh yes, they do. <laughs> Just you wait and see. <laughs> Just, yeah. And and so, you know, when it comes to, to Brexit, I mean, the thing that surprised me really is it was as close as it was. Given 40 years of newspapers slagging off the EU, I I thought it would be 60, 40. I didn't yeah. think it would be 52. You know, it's surprising really it was as close as it was. And it's quite interesting because I've had, always had that thing where people go, oh, you know, t- Now that Brexit's happened, it's over. And it's like, no, no, the the thing about Brexit is it's never going to have happened. We're in this permanent, it's a permanent state now. And if you're, you know, Rishi Sunak today going, mate, I'm going to make Brexit safe. Like, like he's worried it's going to get sunstroke.
0: It's sort of, um, (laughs) keep it, keep it well watered and in the shade. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> knowing that, know, knowing some of the company you keep, particularly in, in in music studios, you obviously know how a lot of people in Scotland think politically, and I'm sure you follow the political scene up here very closely.
1: Get, get as closely as
0: I can bear. <laughs> yes. I can ima- <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Further reductions in the Harry Corrie Summer Sale with massive savings and fantastic ideas to transform your home for less. Visit us in store or online at HarryCorrie.com. Harry Corrie, the curtain embedding specialist. Further items reduced in store and online. Do you ever feel you've got to tailor what you're seeing or what the pub landlords saying when you look at the um, the landscape up here? How we, you know, we didn't vote for Brexit. We never, we don't vote for the Tories. We, we well, no, that.
1: what's interesting is in the current show, I've got one little bit that was noticeably playing differently in Scotland. The problem is, is I have to do it to get to the next bit. <laughs> so, because i I got this, you know, I've got this whole, a whole long thing and, it, and, and it, you know, and it, it weaves in and out of it. But basically, I basically say that the public analysts disappointed in Brexit, but not for the reasons you might think, Right. But because because you will never get to do it again, the waking up that morning and realizing we had f- told three hundred fifty million euro people to get knotted was such a sweet feeling. We'll never do it again. It'll never happen again. It, you know,
0: and, yeah, and big applause down south. I imagine when you deliver that line.
1: But it's very much the applause of irony. They know exactly what I'm saying. But in Scotland, it was a bit like, we're not having that, I'm afraid. (laughs) We can't can't join in with that. It's it's certainly what what I seem to be getting in Aberdeen, they were warmest to that idea. But in, in Dundee, they were like, no, sorry, can't go there,
0: mate. Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there, is, there is a bit of a divide. I mean, you've got, uh, uh, Aber- yeah. Aberdeen and uh, Edinburgh versus Glasgow and Dundee, and and, and as far yeah. as you know, politically, particularly when it came to the the independence referendum, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can imagine that that not going down too badly in Aberdeen, um, particularly where there are <laughs> lots of farmers and so on. But um, <laughs> I, I was just wondering about about some of the kind of hot potatoes. Is that you know anything that the the pub landlord might think? Actually, no, not even not even for me. I think we'll just leave that alone. Well, finding a way into talking about Ukraine is quite difficult. I mean I didn't do
1: stuff about the war in Syria, for instance. So I'm not doing that thing of, oh, it's nearer closer to home to Europe. It's Europe, therefore, you know, um I'm I care about it more than anywhere else. You know, I'm not in that I'm not caught in that trap, which some people which some people have been politically. Um it's more to do with it's more to do with I just I sort of I just don't know where to, I don't know where to start with yeah. that as a as a as a subject. And the publandy you know he likes the idea of wars and he likes the idea of a ruck and a national emergency and a crisis and spitfires nobly you know to, but but you ca- these can't be brought to bear on that. So I I just I haven't it's it's not that I've won't do anything about it. It's just I haven't found anything yet. And it's also still,
0: I suppose it's still pretty raw as well. I mean, there's still. It, well, still, exactly. It's and it's happening.
1: brand new and it feels very raw and it feels very real. And people are watching and,
0: the news and seeing some grim things. So, yeah. Exactly. As, no I mean,
1: the, clo- the closest I've been able to get is sort of do a thing where I say, you know, find some an old timer in the audience to go, oh, the Russians are at it again, aren't they, mate? You know, all that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you used to love Joe Stalin, and now they've kicked off again. And, and, and you can do that with it cause that's not, cause that's joking about something that's actually, you know, it's the old Ricky Gervais thing of what's the joke actually about, rather than the language you're using to tell it. What's the, what's the gag actually about here? And that's about, that's about an old worldview that's irrelevant, you know, which is after all, big part of the, big part of the, where the pub landlord comes in. But I dunno, I mean, it, that's the, at the moment, that's the thing where I, I'm just thinking, can't, I can't find it, but if I do, and I, uh, it'll go in. Cause I've always had this view, if I can get, if I can find a way of being funny about that topic, I will, I'll do it. If it fits the, the point of view of the pub landlord, because I'm
0: comfortable with what where I've arrived with the point of view, so if, if it goes through there, then it's all right. And you've got a month as well. Or best, well no, you don't. Sorry, yeah. you don't. You're on for a week. No, so.
1: I got ten days. But 10 I mean, the, the thing is, is also the other thing is, is at least half the show is going to be improvised. Every night, we'll, we'll find whether where the where the, um, uh, where the membrane stretches to, as it were, which is the the thing you discover when
0: you're just playing with the, playing with the audience. Now, pub landlord obviously sort of you know ruffles feathers is a wee bit divisive, maybe a wee bit abrasive, pisses people off. Some people, not everybody in the yeah. audience. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the um, the, the Will <laughs> Smith Chris Rock situation <laughs> <laughs> and how the rules of engagement for stand ups may have just changed ever so slightly, or maybe the bigger the venue the further away the audience are, the maybe secure. The bigger the, Yeah.
1: The bigger the venue, the further away they are. I mean, I, I've been doing this such a long time. People know what, tend to know what they're coming to every now and again in Edinburgh, you get, because I'm sort of on the, on the end of the fringe where I get a lot of people who aren't, it may be on a Friday, they go out for a pint and then they come see me. They aren't really necessarily your fringe going audience. If you see what I mean. And every now and again, you'll have someone going, yeah, suddenly start going, ah, shall I English shake And I'm like, Oh, you know, that is the joke, right? <laughs> You know, you know, you know what's going on here, right? You do, you, you do understand that. So, so I, I you know, but that I think is that's a, I think that's a function of Fridays rather than rather than the act, rather than Scotland, rather than anything else. It's it's uh, there are there are always other things at work, you know, um, uh, where, where people kick off. And, you know, one of the things about the Will Smith thing is people say there's lots going on behind the scene that we do not know about. We have no idea about maybe that's maybe that's what set that off. I'm generally in favour of people not hitting comedians. I mean, <laughs> i kind of, uh, controversially, um, I, the, the following day I said, you know, I'm going to just stick my head up head above the parapet. And so I'm, I'm I mean, the don't hit the comedian camp. and you still have people going. Well, well, you shouldn't have done that joke. No, 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 no shouldn't hit the comedian. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. You're not going to, co- you aren't going to convince me. It's a fairly, it's a, it's a fairly basic principle in uh, theatre entertainment, yeah. isn't it? You don't want to sort of yeah. jump onto the stage yeah. and whack someone. But I just, yeah. I just kind of wonder whether I am I, um, p- part of the reason I'm, I'm saying this is I do, I do my own little fledgling set which I'll be doing in yeah. Edinburgh for a couple of days, and part of it is having been a, a reporter in in, in Scotland yeah. over the years. I poke a little bit of fun at our uh, underworld gangsters, some of the most dangerous people in the country. Just because they've got stupid nicknames. And I yeah. was I was doing a, a thing a few weeks ago at the, at the stand in Glasgow and it was just I, I was halfway through it and they just that image just flashed into my mind that like, oh, my God, what if one of them's here? What if one of them just <laughs> decides to think, fuck it? I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna make a point with this fat guy trying to be funny, you know? I'm sure it wasn't in, in the back of comedians' minds. I just I just wonder whether that situation almost, well, you know, it's fair game now. It's fair game. You can go and Well,
1: I, d- I, I just don't know. I think maybe people think it's fair game to hit Chris Rock. It might just apply to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody now? You've probably asked this a few times. You've been asked, what yeah. advice would you give to someone who's just starting out? But then again, someone who's the, the wrong side of 50, the advice may be slightly different. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't, do it. don't be so um, stupid.
1: No, no, I mean, my, my advice has always kind of been the sort of two things. You have, I always think there's two things you have to do. One of them is just get as much stage time as you possibly can. The only way to learn how to do it is to do it, unfortunately. And the best way to get as much stage time as you can is to compare. Because if you compare, you get to do, you're on for, rather than 20 minutes, you're on for 45 minutes across a normal evening. Broken up, And And comparing, you get to learn how to open, how to close, how to join ideas together, and how to create momentum in a show. So you're like, all the things you're going to need to be able to do um, by yourself eventually. And then the other thing, I mean, I, I'm still in the habit of doing this. I've got a file called on, on Microsoft Word called Year One from 1994. And I open a new file every year and I write everything down and I save absolutely everything. And when I get to the end of a year, I, although this then shifted to a sort of 18 month cycle, eventually with touring. I then look at the old file, close it, start a new file with a blank page, start again. And write
0: everything write and remember write write and save everything. Like a like a kind of diary of your best moments, your worst moments and what Yeah. yeah. What you could well do of, of
1: everything. And then and then if I'm really stuck, I'll go back to a very, very old file and just look through it because all the ideas I might not have been able to make them work twenty-five years ago. Some idea there's some idea I've forgotten about that. I might not have been able to work back then because I wasn't as good as good at the delivery as I am now. Yeah. And you go. Actually, there's something in there. I could use that. I'll have that, and I'll, I'll update it. I'll bring it up for spe- speed, and I do a bit of that sort of combing through every now and again. Think if right. I'm sort of, if I'm, if I'm thinking, what could a, what else could I find? You know, what what th- that might add add to it? Because the the kind of apart from that last thing of making the pub landlord know he's famous, the point of view has essentially been the same um, from the from the beginning. So, like, even the thing I wrote in 1998. Has got something in it, something worth looking
0: at, even if I couldn't make it work at the time. What an idea! That Maybe the, the pub landlord diaries. Is publish them all. Well, well, I, 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 I mean, there—it's all drivel. I mean, the
1: thing—the thing I was able to do though is a few years in—in in 2010, I think it was, I went to Edinburgh and did the four shows from the nineties. Got the lists, got the old lists out, the old scripts out, relearned them, and did them all on consecutive days. And the, um, what was amazing is they were sort of—they were like ship. The shows were like shipwrecks in my brain. You know that, that they were. You know, the the first one, I'd sort of be able to find my way around the wreck and know, you know, know my way from one, from one room to the next. And then the second show, I, I knew really well still, third one, I couldn't remember a word of, and the fourth one, which is the one we talked about earlier, where I simplified everything. I could if we if I really had to give me ten minutes with a list of that I'll go and do that show for you now.
0: If, if you yeah if you had if you had if you had an emergency show to do and obviously how yeah. oh, can you can you yeah. fill in yeah. an, and someone hour say, or yeah can you do the one the one for the ninety nine the Perrier show could you could you do me that and I'd I'd pretty much
1: be able to go and do that now.
0: How, how important was that was that Perrier award to you how or, or or to comedians in general it's 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 a massive thing isn't it?
1: The thing is is there's always again there's always this kind of like uh, people throw throw a lot of, sort of sand in its face and say, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's not as important as it used to be. You look at some of the people that won it for a start, some extraordinary people who've, who've, who've won it along the way, and it's still breaking people. You know, Hannah Gadsby was was obviously people who was going, oh, yeah, but the, it was all kind of lined up. With it. But when she won, she completely broke out by winning the, the uh, Comedy Award that year. And it's, so it still has that. And when you see people go, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. I think they're only trying to fool themselves. Uh, I think it really, it really, really can matter for people.
0: What I always think about when I think of the Perry it was um, many, many years ago when I worked as a reporter in Greenock, There was a local guy who you may remember. His name was Parrot. He was a yeah. stand-up yeah. comic. Yeah, I remember Parrot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 I went through. I, I get quite friendly with him and went through to watch him uh, two or three times. And he was he was in the running for the Perry. This I think it was ninety three. And yeah. Lee Evans won it. And yeah. I, didn't, that, you know, I didn't really know much about Lee Evans, but my God, I knew a lot about him a year or two later, you know, yeah, and it, it yeah, just yeah. was a proper kind of like a spring. Well,
1: and, and the League League of Gentlemen, you know, I mean, the, the, I mean, you only have to look at the echo they've had since all the stuff they've been involved in, all the stuff they've done, you know, the, the, the award has delivered people along the way, but obviously, I always think when I talk about this, I always think, you know, I won it. So, so what am I going to say? I'm not going to say, Oh, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I am I'm I can't bring myself to be that cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was only exciting to have won it. Cause I mean, one of the big things that's changed since, since the nineties is if you, in the nineties, you get in a taxi, when you get back to London, you get in a taxi and a, Cab driver say, "What have you been up to this Sunday?" Go, I've been in the Edinburgh, Edinburgh, the Edinburgh fringe. They'd not have heard of it, right? They, oh, what beyond the fringe is it? You know, they wouldn't know what you were talking about. Now everyone does know about it. It's the, the thing. It has, it has this sort of. It's got off the reservation in those terms. It's, it's a known quantity. People know about it. So at the time, winning that was like absolutely, you know, like it was like getting my, i don't take the stabilizers off the bike or something.
0: On the on the advice things you're talking about, you know, learn to comp, learn to open, yeah, learn, learn to, to close and so on when you were doing them, you're comparing yourself. Yeah. Did you ever kind of, you know, backstage before it started, was there a, like an ideal front row, like an ideal <laughs> nationality or occupation?
1: No, no, no. I mean, i the the ideal front row is one that doesn't have four people in a row who work in the same job. That's the that's the ideal one. The, 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 the ideals are more you know ne- negatives rather than the things you don't want because there is nothing harder than the third bloke, the fourth bloke, the, the, the third woman, the you know whatever is also a lawyer or is also a is also an IT guy because it just makes it that harder to. It's always about the mixture. It's about the blend and playing them off against each other. If they all do the same thing, that gets quite difficult quite
0: quickly. And and the room tends to groan as well. Did you get through? Um, did you get through the the, the pandemic health? did you have COVID yourself I had COVID but I had it at the start of this year I had it in spring this, the spring of this year February this year Was that? although I think
1: it? I may have had it right at the start and didn't realise
0: yeah I think that was certainly the same with me my my, my wife had it without realising she had it it was only when she, yeah. dis- she discovered there was in news one morning I think it was April 2020 that yeah. the loss of smell and taste was now officially a symptom she went oh well right that's what I had last month then, you know, so I, must, ah. I probably had at that point. I had Omicron as well, I, although yeah. I wasn't really wanting to sort of start a, a, exchanging medical notes with you. But yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not <laughs> here for that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to show you mine, yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh, so w- when you come up, you were saying you've probably lived more in uh, Edinburgh than any other place apart from from, you know, your home city, but... Yeah. But do you always have a kind of routine when you come up? Do you go at the same bars, meet the same people, and
1: yeah, tend to. And I tend to do the same sort of walks. I tend to. I, I really, lo- I really love walking around the city. I really love the thing of diving down to the Grass Market, going, you know, going all the way down to the other end, and then coming up by Pleasance, then circling round, and maybe a loop over to the over to Princess Street and back into the New Town. I, I just, I sort of, there's just something about the feeling of the city that, that it's that thing. Of you, you are in a big, you're in a big city, but it's not. It's actually all quite close. I'm completely in love with the place. We were there um, not so long ago for um, a gig in Edinburgh a couple of couple of weeks ago, and um, or four weeks ago, and it was just it was brilliant because we were we were working in Dundee and Dunfermline and everything. And I said, well, we're going to commute from Edinburgh so we could have three days living there, and it was just everything about it,
0: yeah. Place close to your heart. Yeah. Will the um, will the pub landlord be appealing to the people of Scotland with that big vote that's coming <laughs> up next year? You'll you'll have another chance next August, I would imagine, when it's even closer, but. <laughs> Because we all know that the pub landlord is he's a, he's a big unionist. He loves the UK and he doesn't want to Well, no, he'll,
1: but no, but he's, he, um, the last time he said anything about this, he, he said, you know, um, when you love someone, you set them free.
0: And we, lo- <laughs> we love Scotland, so fuck off. <laughs> I'm sure... Did I read... Was it yourself or, or the character who wrote a letter ahead of the 2014... Uh,
1: Oh, no, I, I, ended, I got roped into writing the, the uh, getting involved in the please don't go thing. I just I'm no fan of upsetting apple carts. That's how it felt um, uh, back then. It just felt like, oh, God. Are we, yeah. Anyway, that's how I fit. That's how I felt about it. But I'm, I now I now feel I've been wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you love someone, let them go. I like the sound of that. That's it's quite yeah. romantic, actually.
1: Well, it's a sort of, it is a, it is a romantic idea, but I mean, it's the, what's quite interesting is, is having seen some, you know, some, some reactions to it online from proper diehard gnats. And you think, what are you seeing when you watch this? You know, like what, 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 what on earth you, you can't believe, you can't for a moment think this is real because it's so sort of, so sort of crazy. So what on earth you? What on earth is going? You know why are you offended? How can you be? I mean, what's what? I mean, what was interesting is, is um not so long ago, I kept getting these emails from messages from people going, "You do know your my name kept coming up in that legislation about uh, free speech in Scotland that that possibly my act might not be uh, might turn out to be illegal." <laughs> and, I'm th- and I was thinking, really, cow? You know, how could he possibly? How could he, you know? I, or, or the the creative bona fides of speaking yeah. in
0: irony, are like. Yeah.
1: Are literally, you know, they're as old as time itself. Like, how can you, how can you, how can you possibly see that? This right. is, a, this and, is um, a,
0: the the legislation. Yeah, Hamza Yusuf. Uh, yeah, has. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, really kind of. Um Caused the, it caused a bit of fright among a few people. Oh, shit! Have I, have I just broken the law by saying something or other? You know.
1: Well, well, the thing is, is I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that no one did it last year. But I, you know, I might have to turn myself in. You know, I mean, think of the publicity you could get. You say oh, I said something last night. I'm going to have to. T- I'm going to have to. You know, take myself into the police and say, <laughs> you know, I'm afraid I did a joke last night. That on reflection, um, you know, I want a night in the cells for the things. It's you sort of think that that a piece of legislation legislation like that is so vulnerable. <laughs> to um, attention-seeking dickheads is <laughs> the, um, the, the one thing I'd, I'd, I'd be worried about if I were them. You might not have to
0: hand yourself on. there might be a couple, of, uh, a couple of Scotland's finest just standing next to the stage getting ready to...
1: But isn't that just like an amazing, like, an amazing notion that that might happen or that might be even be possible? It's sort of incredible.
0: I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. Some of the yeah. things that, you know, people, someone might tweet to Police Scotland. I think you should have a look at Al Murray's show tonight because... Uh... <laughs>
1: Well, if that does happen, I'll I'll just turn myself in. I'll come in and go. All right, okay, whatever it was, whatever I said, I didn't
0: mean it. You know, like I mean. Well, oh, that's that, that's uh yeah, that's something we should keep an eye out for. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope we're not waking it up with the in the in the in the cells.
1: Well, I hope it doesn't happen. it be it would be fascinating.
0: Yeah. It would be an amazing. It would be an interesting thing to be caught in the middle of the pub landlord <laughs> been dragged away by a couple of bobbies. I just want again to remind everybody where they can see you. So the the show it's um. Al Murray gig for victory. What? Just very quickly tell me the, the the story behind the headline.
1: Dig dig for victory was the um, Second World War like grow your own veg campaign. That's it. Right, and it. it just felt like you know because there because because there was so much um, the pandemic is like uh, World War Two bollocks um, that it felt like the that was the that was the best way to um, you know sum that up for a touring vibe for the landlord. He's always wanted a national crisis in which he can.
0: <laughs> in which he can you know lead lead the way. Oh, he's in his element now. Yeah. Exactly. So he's the, got he's, himself a blitz. He's got yeah, the exactly. torch. He's got the torch. He's leading the way. He's leading the leading the, the, the new normal. He's uh, he's uh, leading the charge. 22nd to 29th of August, to 10 p.m. assembly, Spiegel Tent.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we're doing we're doing two on the Monday, so the 22nd to 29th we're doing two shows as well.
0: Lots of ways to to find out how to get tickets. Going to owls on website uh on, on the Edinburgh Fringe website as well. Yeah. Dead easy to get the tickets, find out how to get the tickets, get them early, and yeah. just leaves me to say, Al, oh, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, the, the next time I see you perform will be as uh, the pub landlord in and court, and, uh, <laughs> or or possibly play the drums of the Fat Cops again. Because I've got my I've got my <laughs> yeah. Fat Cops T shirt from I think it was uh, was it part at the Palace in Lithuania yeah, two or yeah, yeah, summers ago. Yeah, that was great. Fun, oh, it pit, the it pissed down the rain. It really did. It was a really wet, wet day. But you were all fantastic, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. All the best. Thanks again. Yeah, take it easy. Take Thanks for care. that. Cheers.